Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asian shares are trading higher this morning on the first session of November. Tokyo is up 0.8%. Seoul isn't far behind, up about 0.7%. Sydney is flat as investors wait for an interest rate decision due out tomorrow. Share prices in the rest of the region are getting a boost from strong Chinese manufacturing numbers. Joining me now to discuss what is moving markets. Good morning, Ryan. How are you this morning? Morning, Michelle. How's your weekend? Really good. And you? Uh, pretty good too. Always great to have a few days of rest, but it is going to be quite a busy week ahead. <laughs> you're holding one eye shut like you need a pirate's patch. <laughs> Hopefully you'll recover soon. Let's begin this morning with the IPO of Nanofilm Technologies. It debuted on the Singapore Exchange on Friday, the first major non-REIT listing in more than three years. Now, trading in the tech company shares was heavy, and they finished more than 12% above their issue price. 12%, not bad for a single-day return, but not enormous for an IPO either. So what are analysts saying about Nanofilm's debut and how could it trade going forward? Yeah, so this was so hotly anticipated because it was oversubscribed by um, nearly 23 times on the international placement. So all eyes were on Nanofilms because for a long time, we didn't have a non-REIT IPO on the main board. In fact, we didn't have any non-REIT IPOs for well, a good part of more than one year. So that is one we were watching out for. And on Friday, the IPO price was 259 We saw it closing higher eventually at the end of the day by 12% in the green. So that was quite all right, I guess, at 291 But I guess the big question is, could it have been better? Because this was supposed to be a hot stock and there was so much interest. <laughs> no, it's 12% really the best it could have done on Friday. But I guess you have to take things into context. Markets last week were really having a half, rough time. Mm. Uh, we had the worst week on the STI. Mm. In fact, the STI was the worst performing index in Asia for last week. It was down 4.4%. And you had a lot of tech names selling off in the late part of the week. So a lot of downwards pressure. Despite that, Nanofilms still had a pretty okay day one IPO. Yeah, great points there. And uh, trading just opened five minutes into the trading day. Nanofilms uh, current price $2.97. The Singapore market has developed a reputation for good yields as opposed to growth stocks. As a major tech counter, Nanofilm is challenging that paradigm. Financial counters may be challenging it as well, though from a different angle, banks are paying the dividends this year that they used to. We'll get a closer look at the financials of Singapore banks in the days ahead. The big three local banks all report their earnings this week. So Ryan, what are we expecting? Yeah, like with nanofilms, you are pricing in what to expect in the future. In the case of nanofilms, you are pricing in the potential market for its technology, its special coating for things like mobile phones and TVs. In the case of banks, you are pricing in is there going to be a recovery for businesses? Are people going to borrow and you know, just need loans more? Uh, and to a certain extent, will rates one day or soon enough turn the corner where it is now at really low record levels? So looking at what we have on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, we have DBS and OCBC. That is after UOB on Wednesday. So things to look out for. Are we going to have a better, um, I guess, quarter versus the second quarter this year? And this is around... Um, provision to bad loans and non-performing loans. And there is expectation that things will be better because you have 
the economy reopening to some extent, so business activity is ticking up. If you look at what's happening with the optimism around some sectors, that could help with the outlook. Uh, and then you have the bright spots. Wolf management has been quite supportive of the overall banking um, income. Yep. Uh, bank assurance, or you buy insurance through a bank, has also been quite okay. Trading income has been quite resilient as well. It might have a high base effect from last year so that could be um, I guess impacted on the numbers front but all in you are seeing a few bright spots minus the rather low rates which will have an impact on margins so all in I think there are some expectations we could be getting a better quarter for banks Uh, and you have to keep in mind as well bank shares are down 20 to 30 percent so far this year so if you are a value investor this could look very attractive if you are quite optimistic. Uh, URB is going to kick off the third quarter results season on Wednesday. DBS and OCBC will report their earnings on Thursday. All right, let's segue, Ryan, to global markets. The two biggest stories in the news are, drumroll, no surprise here, COVID-19 and the US elections. Now, we're going to touch on each of these as well as some other topics on investors' radars with the game up or down. So as regular listeners know, I'll give Ryan the name of an asset or item in the news and he'll tell us which way it It's moving up or down. Ready, Ryan? All right, let's go. Okay, this is an easy one. COVID-19 cases in the US. Yeah, so this has been going up. In fact, it's been going up for quite some time. And this is going to be uh, quite interesting in the backdrop of how the elections are underway. And will we see an impact on voter turnout? Yeah, good point. Cases in October jumped 57% compared with September. And over the weekend, Dr. Anthony Fauci warned that the U.S. is, and I quote, in for a whole lot of hurt. And that admonition led U.S. Donald Trump to lash out at Fauci, accusing him of playing politics just days before the election. Next up, the British pound. Okay, so that is under pressure. And that's on two fronts. One, you have over the weekend, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, imposing a lockdown. So that is going to really curb business activity. And on the other side, the the pound versus the dollar. The dollar has been getting some strength in recent days and weeks because of the COVID-19 cases we've been talking about. And Mm -hmm. that actually saw the dollar rise to a four-week high. And if you look at what's happening with the pound-dollar pair last week, it was down 0.7%. And this is now at around 1.292. And this week, you also have the Bank of England uh, in action. So they are not expected to cut rates, but look out for them to downgrade their growth forecasts for this year and next year. So all that could put more pressure on the pound. Indeed. Let's turn to Chinese manufacturing. Okay, so that is good news. And you have numbers up for, or rather expanding for an eighth month in a row. And the latest number is 51.4. Above 50 is good because it's expanding, uh, but it is down slightly from 51.5. So the pickup in pace is slowing down, so to speak. So that is uh, still encouraging nonetheless. You're right. Chinese manufacturing growth is strong, certainly compared with the rest of the world, but it has dipped slightly in October as compared with September. So, uh, yeah, down. I'd, I'd say down with Chinese manufacturing. Next up, Australian interest rates. Okay, so this is one to watch. A slew of central bank action policy making to watch out for this week. And tomorrow, we will be getting the RBA we are looking out for them to cut rates to a new record low of 0.1% from around right now, 0.25%. And this is um, something 
that could put more pressure on the Aussie dollar. Last week, it was down 1.5%. For the month, the Aussie dollar is down 2.1%. So Aussie versus Sing dollar now at 96.32. So Australian interest rates up or down? Down. Well, technically, we don't have the answer yet. (laughs) (laughs) Shares of Twitter. Okay, shares of Twitter have been pummeled along with the rest of technology names, right? So you had them disappointing on Thursday after market trading with that huge miss on user numbers. They came in at 1 million. That is short by 8 million. So we saw shares really slammed with mm. um, yeah. on, on Friday trading. And that was why we saw, to a certain extent, the NASDAQ outperforming or rather becoming the worst performer down by 2.5% on Friday. So quite a bad look for the tech industry when you think about how there could be more regulations on the social media front. You might remember last week Twitter mm-hmm. CEO Jack Dorsey also giving his testimony to Congress about how uh, they are you know, feeling very strongly about keeping the internet law, protecting them from user-generated content. So we could see more costs involved for tech companies in terms of moderating content. So that will have a hit on the bottom line. So down the road, this could mean higher costs and expenses and the outlook for tech companies maybe getting a bit of a breather after rising in recent months. Yeah, imagine that. Twitter shares falling more than 20% on Friday. Mm. Okay, it's a good segue for my next question. Tech results have been good overall this quarter, but investors are selling off on the news. So what's the story there? Yeah, so it is really... I guess, a bit of positioning ahead of the U.S. elections. Mm. You have quite a lot to digest this week and you have around the tech companies a lot of questions popping up. Valuations, people are starting to question. Maybe it's time to cycle your assets elsewhere to things like sticker goals, things that could benefit from potential policies rolled out by either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So this could be things like infrastructure, uh, clean energy, green technology, and looking at what other policies down the road they could be implementing as part of the um, repositioning of your uh, portfolio. So tech, for some time, has been under the spotlight, under scrutiny, not just from Donald Trump, but also Joe Biden. They have been thinking about putting more regulations in place. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, has been quite angry against Twitter for censoring some of his tweets. Uh, Joe Biden is quite pro, pro for regulations. So this has been, I guess, another reason for people to think about putting their money elsewhere. And of course, uh, the stocks, the stock market per se, has been moving to safer places. Things like cash, things like bonds, and even safe haven currencies. And if you think about it, uh, there is also more attractive options in Hong Kong and China right now, this week especially, with yeah. the Ant Group IPO coming up mm, on Thursday. Great point. Let's check in on local stocks now, 15 minutes into the morning session. Now, last week, the Straits Times Index fell nearly 4.5%. This morning, Ryan, how's it doing? Is it starting November off on a better note? Okay. So, I have to say how we are coming off last week. And we are on a five-day losing streak on STI. In fact, we are near seven-month lows. And looking at how we are doing this Monday morning, it seems like there is a bit of a bright spot. It is up by 0.4% at 2,433. And I think if you look at what are some of the top movers to look out for, uh, nanotech, or rather nanofilm tech, will be one to watch. It's up 1.3%. Uh, extending the gain of around 13% on Friday. And 
one stock trading X dividend today is fintech platform iFast. So iFast is paying out 0.8 cents per share today. And so far, it's under pressure down 1% or 4 cents at 365. And otherwise, we've been talking about the banks. And if you look at what's been shaping up for banks, they've been under pressure last week. And so far, there is some slight gains for them just led by UOB in the green by 0.4%. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.